Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Thursday. This is the 21st week after Pentecost. This week we are making our way through all of the readings that are assigned for the coming weekend for the Festival of All Saints. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God, and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us. By a son. A reading from Second Thessalonians chapter two, beginning this morning at verse one. As to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered together to him, we beg you, brothers and sisters, not to be quickly shaken in mind or alarmed, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as though from us, to the effect that the day of the Lord is already here. Let no one deceive you in any way, for that day will not come unless the rebellion comes first, and the lawless one is revealed, the one destined for destruction. <clears throat> he opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, declaring himself to be God. Do you not remember that I told you these things when I was still with you? word of the Lord. Our hope in Christ holds dear to the promise that all of God's people at last will be gathered together in him. And yet that weight is so beyond anything we have ever known or experienced since that it is waiting in hope that extends beyond our one human life. We trust in Christ and we hope in the promise that we will be among those gathered to him when he comes again. But this faith and hope stretches us to hope for something that we may never see with our own eyes in our lifetime. Followers of Jesus have been, have been challenged by this since the first generation of those who came to believe through the Apostles' witness. Paul's letter to the Thessalonians are among the earliest writings that we have in the New Testament, and it appears that this congregation eagerly anticipated the coming of our Lord, and also struggled with the length of the wait. 
struggled with the fact that while some of them had accepted Jesus, had uh, believed in the gospel, uh, had already passed away and wondered when it was that Jesus was going to come. And as they struggled with the not yet of life in Christ, it sounds like some of them came up with some clever ideas that troubled some with the thought that Christ had already returned or the resurrection had already taken place and that the end was near or already beginning. I don't know if it's a comfort or a vexation to discover that Christians have, from the very beginning, always done this kind of thing. We are in no way the first to get all kinds of trouble about speculating about the coming of Christ. We're just simply the latest generation to go down all kinds of wrong pathways. What's even more frustrating is the way that people have continually taken Paul's words here, words that are seeking to correct that very kind of thing, that are basically telling the congregation, remember and trust the simple message that they first received. Trust in the word of the gospel. Continue to hope in Christ. These words are enlisted to do the very opposite, to put in service of even more end-time speculation in, in our age. You can go online and find all kinds of people telling you about the man of lawlessness, which is a reference that apparently Paul built on in his teaching from the book of Daniel. But do that at your own peril. It is all futile speculation. And as Paul warns here, it could lead us into all kinds of mischief, lies, and deceit. He begs you, don't go down that road. Throughout this passage, Paul is encouraging the church in Thessalonica to return to his earlier teachings about these things. What no one knows is what Paul's earlier teaching about these things were, except what we find in his first letter. If Paul had presented them with a well-reasoned teaching, using the book of Daniel on the end times and the return of Christ, and used that kind of apocalyptic language to, to help shape the belief and hope of the church in Thessalonica, that has all been lost to us, at least in its detail. <clears throat> and yet that hasn't presented people from claiming to have answered or solved this problem, or from twisting Paul's non-answer here into some kind of solution. And yet we have to wonder, if the Holy Spirit thought Paul's teaching to the Thessalonians about the man of lawlessness, about using the book of Daniel, about the final judgment and the return of Christ, then wouldn't the Spirit have seen fit to see that we received that teaching and placed it right here in our Holy Scripture? We believe that the Bible is the Word of God, but that doesn't mean that every word that Paul spoke or every teaching that he uttered was Scripture. When it comes to connecting current events to apocalyptic sections of the Bible, we act best when we lead with skepticism. It's better for us to say, we don't know, but we trust you, than it is to take a guess that will lead us into all kinds of trouble. Better to stay on the path here than to go searching through the weeds. What is important, though, is that we can trust God's promise of resurrection and new life in Christ. That is purely stated in Scripture. What is important is that we can trust God's promise and eagerly await the day when we are all gathered together again in Christ. Again, something clearly taught in Scripture. This word gives us hope. 
not only to sustain our faith in Christ, but to sustain us in our grief and sorrow. That's why Paul was writing it. The identity of this sinister figure or this or that evil being matters not at all. The hope that we have in God's kingdom, in the reunion with all those who have already fallen asleep in Christ, God wants us to believe and to trust in God's promise with all of our hearts. Just as sure as Christ has died and Christ is risen, Christ will most certainly come again. And that we can hope for, even beyond our own life. In Jesus' name, amen. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears, and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies. Free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness, in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. O Lord, be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Jesus Christ, our living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for the people, the ministries, the leaders of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, for those who govern the nations of the world, and for people and countries ravaged by strife and warfare, for all who are at work to bring about peace and international harmony, for those who live in areas that have been torn apart by natural disasters, and for those who are helping them rebuild and put their lives back together again. For those who are opening up their homes and houses, for those who have been displaced, and for those who are working and striving to save this earth from carelessness and destruction. We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through the night from all harm and danger. We ask now that you would protect us today from sin and all evil, so that our life and actions may please you. Into your hands we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours. Let your holy angels be with us, so that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.